0: Hey, everyone, this is Uncle Devin, the Children's Drum Cushionist, and welcome again to We Nation Reads with UMBC, a segment here right on We Nation Radio. And we're going to talk to another wonderful and amazing author, Gabby Garcia. And so we're going to bring the author in in just a moment. But first, let me just say that you're listening to We Nation Radio. This is the best in family friendly global beats for little feet. We stream RB, hip hop, funk, jazz, reggae, go-go, calypso, African world r- rhythms, music from all the Latinx countries and more, all for children zero and twelve, uh or well, zero to twelve. Uh that's age appropriate and culturally relevant. You can download our app right now onto your phones, your mobile phone. Just go to your Android or iPhone, and look up We Nation Radio with two E's. That's because We Nation stands for Watoto Entertainment and Education. And Watoto is a Swahili word that means children. So this is the best in children entertainment And education that you're going to find anywhere. So it's free of charge. There's no commercials. And now we have music and we have also wonderful books and stories like the one we have today. So I sure hope you you are ready. And this book was selected by the University of Maryland, Baltimore County's Sherman Center for Early Learning in Urban Communities, or what is called UMBC. And this particular book that we're going to be focusing on, as I mentioned, is part of their Diverse Books Project. And the Diverse Books Project aims to ensure that early childhood educators and teachers and more um, uh, at their partner schools have access to high-quality, diverse children's books and opportunities to share ideas and insights about the book. And so we wanna make sure that there's a diversity in the stories that are being told. And that's why the book was selected. And that's why they selected our guest today. Uh, I want you to help me to welcome an amazing author, Gabby Garcia. Welcome to We Nation Reads with UMBC.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: And so tell us, where are you um, talking to us from right, right now?
1: I am, I'm talking to you from Austin, Texas.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself, Gabby. Who who is Gabby Garcia?
1: Um, I, well, I'm a mama. My daughter turned 10 uh, a couple of weeks ago. I am a children's book author. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor. Although right now I'm not, I'm not practicing, but I did spend, uh, over 21 years working in public schools, and yeah, I, um, writing books sort of combines my, my interests, my professional and personal interests. I am uh, a dog mama as well, um, mm-hmm. and I am learning to be a gardener.
0: Oh, wonderful. Okay. What made you decide to be a gardener?
1: You know, plants just make me happy. Yes. And yes. Uh, so, yeah, we have a small yard. And so I'm trying to to, to learn how to grow and cultivate some mm-hmm. because Absolutely. every time that I look out the window, I just, it brightens my day.
0: Great. I'm with you. And getting our hands and touching Mother Nature and getting one back with nature is, is a very healing processes too, just for whatever we go through in life, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, And so we have been um, focusing on your book, uh, one of your books. And First of all, um, you are a book author. Um, How many books have you authored? Ten. Ten. Whoa. And have the majority of them been children's books or have there been a variety of uh, audiences that you cater to?
1: Um, I focus specifically on children's books and uh, all of my books um, are within the social emotional learning realm genre that goes back to my time working at schools as a counselor and my therapy background as well as just my own personal interests.
0: Mm, that's awesome and so the one book that that uh, we've been sharing and it's a beautiful story. I really loved it. It's called Listening to My Body. Um, tell us a little bit about the book. Who's the illustrator and what, uh, what, what motivated you to write this particular book?
1: Sure. Um, well, first of all, uh, the wonderful illustrator is Ying Haitan, and she is uh, currently based in the United Kingdom. I was motivated to write this book, boy, I wrote this one maybe 11 years ago, I think I I just wrote it out at the time. And I had been just really practicing, uh, practicing exactly what the title is saying is listening to my body. And I was doing that uh, in yoga, and as well as professional body based sort of therapeutic modalities that I was learning about and I was so excited about it and I I wanted to share it with the students that I was working with and so I you know looked online looked in libraries um, and I couldn't find a book that had this message so I love books I liked writing and I thought well let me see if I can write it so I wrote the first version of it and I actually, you know, I illustrated it. I went to the copy place and I was just using that with my students. And after a while, I thought, well, you know, I wonder if this is something that I should put out into the world just more broadly. And it took a while. It took a few, few years to figure out how to do that. But I was finally able to do that. And that's how it came about.
0: I thought about uh, the different meditational apps that I use on a regular basis when reading your book, uh, because it really focuses and forces us to pay attention to Mm ourselves. And what I loved about the book is that it really helped children walk through and appreciate and recognize everyday senses that they have um, mm-hmm. on many different levels. Can you give us an example of, uh, uh, you know, in the book, one of the, the, the emotions that children might um, experience in a given day or a given week?
1: Sure. Well, one of the things that I wanted to do with this book is to help them make a the connection between their emotions and the physical experiences, the sensations, right? Because I know that, um, you know, and certainly at, at the time when I first wrote it, I know that we we spend a lot of time talking to kids about their feelings. We give them uh, emotional vocabulary so that they can talk about, you know, are they feeling angry? Are they feeling worried? Are they feeling frustrated? Um, so that they're able to recognize what they're feeling. Um, but we didn't have the same sort of vocabulary for the physical experiences that accompany them. So for example, if a child is feeling uh, anxious or worried, they might feel a tightness in their belly, right? Or or an upset stomach. Um, You know, when somebody Uh, is feeling sad, they might notice a lump in their throat, you know, that keeps them from from speaking of that sadness. Um, you know, when when we're excited, our, our heart might be pounding. And, you know, we might notice our, our muscles getting tighter or feeling stronger. So those are just a few examples.
2: To My Body by Gabby Garcia, illustrated by Ying Hui Tan. This is Miss Roby, let me tell you the story about how to listen to your body. My body is my friend, it tells me lots of things. I, I yawn when I'm tired, my stomach growls to let me know I'm hungry, and sometimes I get goosebumps when I'm cold. This happens on its own without me doing anything. I may not even notice that it's happening, but I can start paying attention to my body. And so can you. Let's practice. Look closely at the palm of your hand. Trace the lines of your palm softly with your finger. When you finish, switch hands. How did that feel? When I pay attention and listen to my body, I notice many different sensations. Sensations are feelings we all have inside and outside our bodies. Cold, sweaty, strong, and breathless are examples of some sensations. Have you ever felt those before? Let's practice. Rub your hands together quickly for 30 seconds you should notice some tingling some heat sweat oh anything else (laughs) those are sensations the sensations in my body are always changing there's times when my body is so wiggly and squirmy it's like having ants in my pants At other times, my body is calm and still. Sometimes, the beat of my heart is like a gentle tap. Sometimes, it feels like a pounding drum. Let's practice. Place your hand over your heart and find its beat. Then jump up and down really quickly, 15 times. (laughs) Place your hand on your heart again. You should notice that your heartbeat should go faster. I can also listen to my body for clues about how I'm feeling about the things happening around me. Feelings are not good or bad. They are something that we all experience. Curious, proud, and scared are a few feelings we all have. What are the feelings that you can name? What I've learned from listening to my body is that sensations and feelings go together. I noticed that when I got to ride a roller coaster for the first time, I was super excited that I was finally tall enough to ride it, but I also felt nervous as I climbed on board. My belly felt squishy and fluttery. My mom calls that having butterflies in your stomach, but I thought it felt more like a kitty chasing ping pong balls down there. What sensations do you notice when you're excited or nervous? When I got off the roller coaster, I was buzzing and tingling all over. My eyes were like saucers, and I had a smile plastered on my face. I felt awesome. Let's practice. Place your hand on your belly and take 10 deep breaths. Notice as your belly moves in and out with each breath. How does your belly feel? Soft? Relaxed? Tight? Something else? (laughs) Sometimes when I'm sad, I get a lump in my throat that makes it hard to talk or breathe. Soon, warm tears roll down my face, and I may start to cry harder. Crying makes me feel better and Soto hugs. We all feel sad at times. What do you need when you're sad? Let's practice. Wrap your arms around yourself and give yourself a gentle hug. Move your hands up and down. Yeah, up and down your arms. Squeeze a little bit. Find what's best for you. My mom once reminded me that sensations and feelings are like waves in the ocean. Some come crashing in while others roll in gently. And they come and they go, come and they go. We can't stop the waves from coming, but we can pay attention to them so they don't knock us over. Sometimes my skin gets burning hot and my jaw and fist feel hard as rocks. That happened to my body the last time I got really angry at my sister. She destroyed the puzzle I was working on all afternoon. I stomped my feet and I slammed the door. I really wanted to kick it. Then I remembered to take deep breaths and blow out through my lips like a horse. It didn't take long for my jaw and my hands to relax and for my skin to cool down. The angry feeling and sensation faded away. (laughs) Blowing horse lips makes me feel a little silly and it tickled. I decided to put the puzzle on the table so my sister couldn't reach it. Let's practice. Close your mouth so that way your lips gently touch. Inhale through your nose. And blow a strong puff of air through your mouth in the way that your lips flap like a horse. (laughs) Try that a couple of times again. (laughs) What do you notice? How do your lips and jaw feel? Sometimes I get overwhelmed and I need help from a grown-up. On the first day of school, I woke up super early because I couldn't stop thinking about what my new class would be like. My stomach felt like it was tied in knots and I didn't eat breakfast. In class, it was hard for me to focus on what my new teacher Miss Morgan was saying and my body was shaky. When it was time to line up, I accidentally bumped my desk and knocked my stuff all over the floor. Everything was going wrong. Miss Morgan helped me pick up my things and I took deep breaths like she reminded me. I told her about my morning and she explained that our brains have a hard time thinking when our bodies are tired and hungry. Miss Morgan thought I would feel better if I had a snack and rested in a quiet area while the class was at recess. She was right. I was calm and able to focus so the rest of my day went much better. It's okay to get help when we need it. Who's an adult that helps you? At other times when I'm upset, I can figure out what I need on my own by listening to my body. I can pay attention to my breathing, my heart rate, the temperature of my skin, or any other sensation. Hmm. Am I hungry and thirsty? tired or full of energy is my belly tense and tight or soft and relaxed these are just some of the questions I can ask myself I can also try to name my feelings hmm do I feel peaceful or playful confused and frustrated hurt and cranky there are many ways that I may be feeling and they're all okay Listening to my body and naming what I feel takes practice. But it helps me to figure out what I need. Do I need to have a snack, drink some water, or get some rest? Do I need to take deep breaths or sing my favorite song? Do I need to sit in a quiet place alone or go outside and jump around? I can color or draw, dance, cuddle with my dog, hang around with someone I love. These are the things I do that help me feel calm, happy, or peaceful. Everybody's different, so you get to decide what feels best for you. The more I practice listening to my body, the better I get at responding. And so can you. Okay, let's practice. Listen to your body. Do you want to sit down or stand up? Do you need to be still or move around? Would you like to wiggle and jiggle? Hop and dance. It's your body. You get to decide how you move in a way that feels good to you. So listen to your body. The end.
0: Hey, everyone. Don't go anywhere. We have an interview with the author, Gabby Garcia, in just a moment. You're listening to We Nation Reads with UMBC. So I know that there's a lot of discussion in society right now about mental health. It seems like there may be some connection from what you're doing to the aspect of mental health. Have you discovered that or has anyone said anything to you about that based on your book?
1: Oh, I mean, most definitely there, there is a connection for sure. I mean, if we are not able to identify and recognize what it is that we are experiencing, then how are we going to address it? How are we going to deal with it? If we don't have a name, then it's just, you know, we might just be going around, you know, going through our days feeling, you know, whether it's it's tension so we're experiencing whatever it is but if we don't if we don't name it if we don't recognize it then it just makes it really challenging to deal with because it's like well what are we dealing with we don't we don't have a name for it so it definitely starts with you know learning to to understand to identify what we're experiencing so that we can get to a point of okay what is it th- that i need how can i address
0: this right yeah it's amazing that it's, it appears that society um will train children to ignore Not only themselves, but like you say, their feelings and and not recognizing we we, they really want us just to be reactive as opposed to um, focusing in on on self and and moving forward. So that's what I really appreciated about your book. And I also appreciated the fact that uh, your book actually was pretty uh, it it was lengthy from the standpoint of it wasn't just a couple of lines in a, you know, rhymey lines. It really touched on and gave some great examples of what children should focus on. Um, What age group would you say that your book has been um, either written for or has been most attracted to your book?
1: You know, that's interesting. I wrote it when I was working with elementary school aged kids. So, you know, that's kind of the spectrum and and, and the feedback that I've gotten from whether it's parents Or counselors or therapists is, you know, sometimes they use it with five-year-olds to introduce them to, you know, to this vocabulary language, but also even with the older kids at the elementary and because, you know, a lot of them just haven't gotten it. The other thing that I have heard quite often is that a parent or a grandparent or a teacher will say, you know, I bought this for my child, because they were having issues with X. But I ended up learning so much. And I think that's because, I mean, I know for myself personally, this was not information that I grew up learning, it was something that I did not learn until I was an adult. And so, you know, I've, I've, I'm grateful that, you know, in reading it to kids, adults are exposed to the information because really it's not just for kids, it's for kids and the grownups around them, right? It's, a, it's, it's equally important, if not more important for the adults who are supporting and loving and caring for kids to have access to this information, to, to be able to support kids in their emotional experiences, whatever they are.
0: Do you find as a teacher that this is something that is not regularly taught in many classrooms?
1: You know, I'm hopeful because I think more and more it is being taught, you know, as part of uh, social emotional learning programs. Um, So I think there is more understanding that, you know what, there's not going to be any learning in the classroom if kids are dysregulated, if their emotions are all over the place. So what can we do to support them?
0: And it seems like your book really helps to empower the child, because once you tune into your own emotions, you are now there's a sense of power to that where you're controlling your own destiny, your outcomes, your your output. In life, and so um, I think that your book also really helps with the with the issue of empowerment uh, for children to control their own, um, not only control their emotions, but to understand and be aware of their
1: emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, it is. It is very. It's very empowering. Uh, yeah. You know, if even from the standpoint that it can be very confusing to go through the day, and you know, like you have your you know, like your heart pounding or all of these physiological things happening and not really understand what's going on. So I think it is empowering to, to learn and to understand what's happening with our bodies to know that emotions have a physiological component to them and that there are things that, that they can do, uh, to address them, Um, especially, I mean, you know, that can mean going to an adult for help, but just even being in a place where they know, okay, I need support.
0: Yeah. This is um, We Nation Reads with UMBC. I am Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and I'm interviewing author Gabby Garcia uh, about uh, her book. And the book is Listening to My Body. She's the author of about 10 different books. Uh, You can... Find her books at GabbyGarciaBooks.com, and Gabby is spelled G-A-B-I, Garcia, books. And, um, and we're honored that this book is a part of the UMBC's Diverse Books Project, uh, where, where it's being uh, actually used in certain Baltimore uh, City public schools right now. Um, so let me ask you something else. Outside of being a book author, uh, what, are, what other hobbies do you have other than gardening?
1: Um, I like uh, I practice yoga, I yes. yeah, I, I like going on walks, I love to read, um, okay. yeah, cook.
0: Okay, and I was going to ask you now, what is your favorite food?
1: You no, know, we 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 have this uh family discussion regularly, like if we could only have one food, um, I I really like ceviche. That's one of my Ooh. go-tos, but also a good curry.
0: Okay. Okay. Ah. If someone needed to reach out to you, um, is there an email address or would you rather them go through your, uh, your website? What's, what's the best way for them to reach you?
1: Sure. Um, yeah. I, I, well, I'm on social media, on Instagram at Gabby Garcia Books um, and via email. It's Gabby at GabbyGarciaBooks.com.
0: So thank you so much for the work that you're doing and in uh, the efforts to empower children to recognize their own social, emotional um, selves. And, and I will say for any teacher, parent who are um, listening, this is a must-have uh, book that you need to read uh, to your ch- uh, child probably as early as three years old. And just read, you know, Children Love Repetition. So you read it over and over again and just take one aspect of of the book Mm -hmm. per uh, each time you read and then just expand on it and get them to understand what really is meant by all of this. So. So anyway, thank you so much, um, Gabby, for being uh, um, a guest here on We Nation Reads with UMBC. We wish you much success. And if there's ever anything that we can do to help you, just feel free to uh, let us know.
1: Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: And that was the one and only Gabby Garcia here on We Nation Reads with UMBC. I want to thank everyone for for tuning in. Again, my name is Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. And this program is being sponsored by UMBC's Sherman Center for Early Learning in Urban Communities. And you can find out more about them at shermancenter.umbc.edu forward slash diverse hyphen books hyphen project. And so um, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for tuning in for another edition of We Nation Reads with UMBC. I'm Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. And just remember, life is a drum, so beat it.